Morning, church. How's everybody doing today? Let's see how honest of a church we have. How many of y'all ate too much? All right. How many of y'all have already started an exercise program? A few honest folks. So good to see you. Thanksgiving's a great time of year, great time to eat, great time to see family. We have so many visitors that are here. It was a special Thanksgiving for us because our family has changed so much in the last year. So instead of going home to have someone else like mom do all the cooking, we did all the cooking. Spencer and Christine were here. Sydney and Justin are still here. Justin's parents and sister were here. Justin and Sydney's two dogs were here. They're leaving today. hard to believe Sydney and Justin will have been married one year in two weeks. Isn't that crazy? Yay! 46 million turkeys were eaten at Thanksgiving. Can you believe there are 46 million turkeys in this world? Don't go there. Don't go there. They're all in the state of death right now because... They, they died, so Thanksgiving Day is a distinctive holiday. It doesn't commemorate a battle. It doesn't commemorate a birthday. It doesn't commemorate anyone's anniversary. It's simply a, a day set aside to express our nation's thank to our, thanks to our nation's creator. And so in 1621, the settlers of this new land gathered for the first Thanksgiving In 1789, George Washington made a proclamation and he recommended a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many favors of the Almighty God. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln declared Thanksgiving a national holiday. Today, Thanksgiving has become a time of feasting and football. Thanksgiving has become a time of crazy, crazy Mall Friday shopping. I'm not sure Thanksgiving now is what it was intended to be when it was made a holiday, when it was first celebrated. And yet long before Thanksgiving was a holiday, long before any president made any declaration, God declared that we are to be a people of Thanksgiving There are over a hundred verses, a hundred plus verses in the Bible in reference to being a people of thanksgiving. Let's look at some of these. You've got 1 Chronicles 16, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, His love endures forever. You've got Psalm 95, let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. Praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, His love endures forever. Thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is that the last one? Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Lots of passages in the Bible, God calls us, to be a people of thanksgiving, and yet you have a choice today. You can choose to have a destructive attitude and be full of vengeful thoughts, or you can have a constructive attitude 
and have a feeling of gratitude. And yet, much like the pilgrims, maybe there are times in your life, maybe even today, that you don't feel real grateful. You don't feel real thankful. Consider, if you had been a pilgrim, would you have given thanks with everything they had been through? They had uprooted themselves. They sailed for America. They were told by the guides, you probably ought to go ahead and make out a will because you probably won't make it to wherever it is you're going. The travel was tough. The Mayflower was blown off course. By the time they found and settled into their new homes, winter had set in. The storms were frightful. The shelter was very basic. The food was little to none, almost non-existent. Within weeks, nearly all the settlers were sick. Governor William Bradford later recalled that in a two- to three-month period of time, in the winter months of January and February, half the company had died from lack of houses and other comforts. They were infected with scurvy and other diseases. When spring came, the Indians showed them how to grow crops, and the first crops failed. Supplies ran out, and their sponsors in London refused to send any more. Not much reason to gather and be a thankful group of people. Would you have felt grateful had you been one of the pilgrims? So the possibility exists today that as you look at your life, maybe you're feeling today, you know, Richie, I don't really have a whole lot to be thankful for. I don't have a whole lot to be grateful for. But as Christians, we are to grow in our thanksgiving. We are to grow and be more and more thankful each day. In other words, if you were once a bitter, sour, unthankful person and you came to know Christ, that bitterness and the sourness ought to be going away because you have found Jesus Christ and you ought to be more thankful. In fact, one sign that Jesus is living in our hearts is gratitude. Once you come to know Jesus, you ought to be a more grateful person. But the sad truth is, when it comes to the spirit of thanksgiving, we find it much easier to grumble and complain and fuss and moan. So here's what I want to do today. <clears throat> Let's turn to our text, <clears throat> excuse me, Colossians chapter 2. How do we make progress as Christians in the area of thanksgiving? How do we grow in being more grateful? Colossians 2 verse 6. <clears throat> so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Paul says, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, which means you've encountered Jesus, which means you've tasted salvation, which means you've been baptized and, and the blood of Jesus has washed your sins away. It means you're a Christian. It means you're a Christ follower. Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord. Then he says we need to be rooted in Christ, an agricultural term. We need to be rooted, our spiritual roots need to run deep in Jesus Christ. We need to be founded. We need to be grounded in Jesus Christ. We need to be studying and growing in Jesus Christ. Then he says we need to be built up in Christ. He grows, goes from an agricultural term to an architectural term. We need to be built up. We need to be edified. We need to be strengthened. We need to continue in that study. So we're grounded and we're growing. And then he says we need to be overflowing with thankfulness. Grounded and growing and grateful. We need to be overflowing. It's the picture of a river overflowing its banks. It, it means to abound. It means to be in abundance. If you pour water in a glass up to, the, up to the edge where it's overflowing, that's the word he's talking about. If you fill a Christian 
full of Je- if you fill a person full of Jesus Christ, we should be overflowing in thankfulness, abounding in thankfulness. So how do we maintain our level of thanksgiving? Well, through these two verses here, he says you need to continue. Continue to live in Christ. Continue to be rooted in Christ. Continue to be built up in Christ. Continue to be strengthened in Christ. The key is to be in Christ. Because when you're connected to Christ, that's where our nourishment comes from. That's how our roots run deep. So if you're not connected to Christ, you might find yourself being more bitter and more sour. When you're connected to Christ and the nourishment comes from Christ, you find yourself being a more thankful person. Cut off the nourishment, and when hard times come, you'll be more bitter. Cut off the nourishment, and when heartache comes, it's easy to fall into despair. Cut off the nourishment, and when struggles come, it's easy to get discouraged. Listen, folks, it's easy to be thankful when everything's going our way. What about when things aren't going our way? Those are the times we need to be in Scripture. Those are the times we need to be rooted in Jesus. Those are the times we need to be in the Word of God and in Jesus Christ. Because as Christians, we are called to be a people of thanksgiving. William Barclay writes, Thanksgiving is the constant and characteristic mark of the Christian life. No matter what. We should be marked by thanksgiving. One of the marks of a Christian... One of the signifying marks is people ought to hear us being thankful and being grateful, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of our temptations, regardless of our struggles, regardless of whether we're under attack, regardless of persecution. We should always give thanks. We're called to be a people of thanksgiving. Listen, folks, God is good even when our circumstances are bad. And sometimes God uses those bad circumstances to make us stronger and to strengthen our faith so that we'll be focused on Him. When you're giving thanks, you can't be complaining. When you're giving thanks, you can't be grumbling. It is impossible to be anxious about life and thankful at the same time. God calls us to be a people of thanksgiving. So let me give you some homework. Here's what you need to do to be a more thankful, more grateful person. Number one, you need to retrain your brain. You need to retrain your thought process. You need to train yourself to be thankful. You need to practice being thankful. You need to focus your brain on being thankful. You need to get in the habit of being thankful. You need to go home and sit down and focus your brain on thankful things. You need to retrain your brain. In the December issue of Prevention Magazine, there's an article that says, when you're more grateful, it allows you to heal the hurts in your life. It boosts your psychological immune system. Train your brain. Retrain your brain. And spend more time on thankful, grateful thoughts. Number two, you need to make a list. You need to make a list of things for which you're thankful. In that same article from Prevention Magazine, it said, People who make lists, people who make lists of things for which they're thankful, are happier, more optimistic, more energetic, they're nicer to other people, and their physical health blossoms and is much better just from making a thankful list two or three times a week. The article goes on to say, People who make weekly gratitude lists, 
exercised more and exercised longer. They had less pain. They slept an hour longer. They woke up feeling more refreshed just from making a thankful list. You need to make a list. You need to make a list of the good stuff, the good blessings that we have on this earth. You need to make a list of the blessings that you have in Jesus Christ, the forgiveness, the shed blood of Jesus, the love of God, everything we have. But you also need to make a list of the bad stuff. You're saying, well, Richie, why would I want to think about the bad stuff? Think of your worst moments. Think of the worst day of your life. Think of a trial. Think of a struggle. Think of a temptation. Think of your worst moments. And then think of where you are now. You survived. You're stronger. You're a better person. God helped you through those tough times. You need to remember the good things... And you need to remember the bad things as well. When you remember the bad stuff, it helps you appreciate the good stuff. Retrain your brain. You need to make a list. Number three, you need to express your gratitude. Don't just make a list and leave it. You need to express your gratitude. You need to make a call. You need to send a card. You need to make a contribution in somebody's name. You need to give somebody a small gift. Don't just think of stuff and make a list. Express your gratitude. Well, who do I send a card to? Maybe to people who've impacted your life. Maybe a teacher. Maybe a coach. Maybe some doctor. Maybe some dentist. Send a note to your parents. Send a note to your children. Send a note to someone in church. Send a note to a Bible class teacher. Someone in church who helped shape your faith. Someone who helped you along. Send a note to someone who serves. Gratitude makes us feel more connected to the people we love. Don't just make a list. Once you're done with the list, pull out your thank you cards and send thank you notes. I appreciate the time in my life when you did such and such. Or I appreciate what you do in reference to. I appreciate what you do at church. I appreciate what you do in the community. It will make you feel better and healthier. There are health benefits to being more grateful and thankful people. Retrain your brain, make a list, and then express your thanksgiving. Listen, folks, God calls us to be a people of thanksgiving. You need to thank God for the people in your life. You need to thank God for the failures in your life. You need to thank God for the struggles in your life. You need to thank God for the victories in your life. You need to thank God for the blessings in your life. You need to thank God in everything. We're called to be a people of thanksgiving. And so in spite of feasting and football, in spite of all the Black Friday and all the shopping, as Christians, we're called to be a people who are thankful. I love the story that Corey Tinboom tells when she was at the concentration camp. She stayed in barracks 28, and it was infested with fleas. She said it was unbearable. But one night they read the passage of Scripture that says, Give thanks in all circumstances. And Corey's sister said, God wants us to thank Him for the fleas. Corey said, No way. No way am I stretching Scripture that far. No way am I taking Scripture that far. God doesn't want us to thank Him for the fleas. After a while, the nightly Bible studies attracted more and more women, and Corey started wondering if they would get caught So she asked one of the women, why don't the Nazis ever come in and check on us? And the woman said, 
It's because of the fleas. They don't want to be around the fleas. And she said, at that moment, I thank God for the fleas. Folks, there's all kinds of stuff in our lives for which we can thank God. If we just focus, if we sit down and focus our brains, sit down and make a list. God, look at all the things you've done for me. It will help you in your faith. It will help you as you live each day. And then you need to express your appreciation. So today you have a choice. You can be known as a person who grumbles and complains, or you can be known as a person who is grateful and thankful. Ask your friends, ask your family, am I more of a grumbler and complainer, or am I more of a grateful person? But be ready for the response. But you can change that. You have a choice. You can be a person of thanksgiving. Listen, folks, nobody likes to be around grumblers and complainers. They are annoying people, are they not? We're called to be a people of thanksgiving. God calls us to be a people of thanksgiving. God wants us to be thankful people and continue to grow in our thanksgiving. Today you have another choice. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have a choice. You can be thankful for what Jesus did at the cross. You can be thankful for His shed blood. You can be thankful for salvation. And you can respond to Jesus in your thanksgiving and express your appreciation to Jesus by being baptized for the remission of sins, having His blood wash all of your sins, all of your guilt, all of your past, all of your troubles away. You have a choice today. You can start growing in thanksgiving by becoming a Christian where God empowers us and fills us with Jesus. So we're more thankful each day. If you need to respond to the invitation, we encourage you to do that. If you'd like for our elders, our shepherds to pray with you, you can meet them in the back of the auditorium as we stand and sing.